This Facts and O'Brien podcast is brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group in Westfield. Where it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Rock 102 Springfield's Clash of Rockets 535 and the Eagles on Rock 102. Well, August is continuing to sound uh, an awful lot like July. Uh, We got more rain in the forecast possible for today. Uh, Tomorrow, not so much, but it begins to heat up. And we're looking at a uh, heat wave from the middle of the week to the weekend. It is 70 right now in downtown Springfield. The uh, Winter Olympic Games in Beijing are only six months out. Hey, and uh, we'll be talking to Scott Cohen about each individual event coming up after seven o'clock this morning, as well as the uh, ending, the closing ceremonies of the uh, uh, Tokyo Olympics. Please, that's yesterday's news. Well, Time to look forward, and I'm looking forward to the Beijing Winter Olympics. It's actually two days ago's news at this point. Um, also, we've got uh, tickets. To the uh, home show coming to the Big E uh, later this month. Also, more tickets to the live music for Lorraine's event happening at the Knights of Columbus. All of that coming up this morning. Aren't you glad the weekend's over? Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah man, uh, not really. I'm all right. It's 5.36 in Rock 102. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 5.52 and Tom Petty on Rock 102. Cloudy today with the chance of showers and a high of about 80. And then tomorrow, uh, it starts to warm up. And then a a heat wave by the middle of the week going into the weekend. Right now in downtown Springfield, it is uh, flabbing. Hey, what do you say we hop right into some Hollywood trash with Scott O'Brien filling in this evening on Rock 102? Still time for one more, but so far just two deaths in Hollywood to report. Uh, Marky Post, who played the public defender in Night Court and was a regular presence across several decades of television, has died at the age of 70. Uh, After a years-long battle with cancer, she was a television regular who appeared in shows from Cheers to Scrubs, but best known for her seven-season run on Night Court. Uh, The municipal court sitcom ran from 84 to 92. She became a full cast member in season three, as Christine Sullivan. And see, now I like the one before her. Ellen Foley? Ellen Foley. Yeah, she's the one who did the the female uh, singing on uh, Paradise by the Dashboard Lights. I'm actually scheduled to be doing a podcast interview with her. Get the hell out of here. With Ellen Foley. Oh, it's a good thing it wasn't with Marky Pone. No, no, no. Because she not only sang with Meatloaf, but she also sang with Blue Oyster Cult and Joe Jackson and The Clash. hell. She's got like a brand new solo record out. So Ellen Foley's actually got a very interesting story just other than her one season on Night Court. Well, Marky Post probably had a good story too, but unfortunately now it's over. And part of it was, hey, here's the day I replaced Ellen Foley on Night Court. Yeah, I suppose. Um, Let's see. The other one is Dennis D.T. Thomas. By the way, that's D-E-E-T-E-E. A founding member of the long-running soul funk band Cool and the Gang has died, also at the age of 70. Will there be a celebration? I imagine there has to be a celebration. Will it last throughout the year? Uh, probably not. He died peacefully in his sleep in New Jersey. Uh, the soul funk band known for hits like Celebration and Get Down On It. His last appearance was with them on the 4th of July at the Hollywood Bowl in, El- in Los Angeles. Not to seem insensitive, but there will be a funeral. In which he will get down to his grave. Yeah. Which he'll be getting down on it. Get down on it. Yeah. 
He was the alto sax player, the flutist, and the percussionist. Also served as a master of ceremony at the band's shows. In uh, 1964, Seventeens created the group's unique blend of blend of uh, blend. It says blend here. Some, some people would say they were mm-hmm. kind of bland. Mm-hmm. Of jazz, soul, and funk by first calling themselves the Jazziacs. And then they went through several iterations before settling on Cool and the Gang. I think if you compare them to, say, like an Earth, Wind, and Fire, they mm. would be the bland yeah. version of Earth, Wind, and Fire. I would say if the best you can come up with is the Jazziacs, you're going to be pretty bland, too. Well, they didn't. Cool and the Gang was... Uh, what they would become, right? Become eventually, yeah, right? But starting out with the Jazz Yaks, uh, Leonard Skinner is pulled out of the Football Hall of Fame concert after guitarist Ricky Medlock tested positive for COVID. They were set to co-host a concert tonight with Brad Paisley, according to a, the band's statement. Medlock's positive test has forced their withdrawal. He's resting and responding to treatment. They've also suspended shows in Mississippi, Georgia, and Alabama. A uh, woman who fell and hit her head on a rock after stopping to rest in the Arches National Park in Utah woke up to hear a familiar voice and wondered if she might be watching television. Uh, Minnie John of Oradell, New Jersey, then questioned whether she might know the woman who was with the doctor who was helping her or if she was famous. After the doctor gave her the hint, Modern Family... Then the woman realized or recognized one of the helpers. This was Julie Bowen. Her sister is a doctor. They happened to be in this national park at the time that this woman fainted. So when the woman wakes up, she's there with uh, two women, one of whom is Julie Bowen. That's 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 pretty weird. That's a real stretch of a story there, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. They get pictures of them on uh, Facebook and, uh, you know... I wouldn't mind being in a, a national park with Julie Bowen. Where she has to save your life? No, not necessarily save my life. Just, uh, you know, we can just be out there doing whatever what, people like, do in national parks. Like frolicking? Would you do frolicking? I'm not so much of a frolicker anymore. I have frolicked, but uh, I believe my frolicking days are behind me. Uh, Britney Spears' father said in the court filing Friday, there are no grounds whatsoever for removing him from the conservatorship that controls her money and affairs. Aren't there many grounds for having somebody in a conservatorship for 13 years? Well, nevertheless, uh, James Spears says he uh, has served without blemishes on his record. The filing comes in response to court papers filed last Thursday by Britney's new attorney, who suggests, or is requesting rather, an emergency hearing as soon as possible to suspend her father from the conservatorship. Britney Spears has repeatedly expressed her desire to have her father removed from any power over her. I was reading an article on this yesterday, and I forget what they were saying, that the uh, what the father makes a month, what he pays a month mm-hmm. for her manager, um, and, and the other people. I mean, the, the woman's not even working. You wonder why she even needs a manager. She's refusing to work. Well, but either way, she's not working. So what do you need a manager for? Well, you still still have to sift through all those people who would like to see her get back to work. Well, I'd say to the guy, look, uh, 30 days. That's it. You got 30 more days and you're out of here. But 
the father, I bet the father probably has a deal with these people. I don't trust the father worth a damn. So, no. quite, so I wouldn't be surprised if there's all kinds of shadiness going on around that deal. He does seem uh, a little scummy, doesn't he? A lot scummy. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is, is uh, I haven't done Hollywood trash in a very long time. And um, when I was putting it together this morning and I put those stories in there and I thought, well, that should be enough. And uh, guess it wasn't. Well, I mean, uh, how can you squeeze 26 seconds out of it? I'd have to find another story. That's what I mean. The problem is, is I only I only took those. I thought for sure we could spend at least 15, 20 minutes talking about Marky Post. I like Marky Post. I never, I don't remember her in anything, but they said she was in Simon and Simon, um, which I never watched. Right. And uh, well, you would have had to watch that to have known she was there. Yeah. But, but whether she was in anything else. Didn't you kind of have the hots for in the night court? Oh, definitely had the hots for Hell yeah. But I also had the hots for Ellen Foley and uh, Bull. That's your Hollywood trash at Rock One. Place between six. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, that's it. The Olympics are finished, and without meaning to pat ourselves in the back, Team USA mopped up the place pretty good with 113 overall medals, 39 gold, 41 silver, 33 bronze. That's 25 more medals than anybody else, including the Chinese, who could only muster 38 gold medals in the Olympics. And the Japanese, who hosted the game, uh, could only manage 27 gold medals, far less than the Americans. Now... I'd be happy to sit here and go through some of the highlights, but like many of you, I didn't really watch much of the Olympics. But that's mostly because I found that streaming the games is almost as complicated as trying to navigate through that first round of Massachusetts COVID registrations online. NBC had you going through USA, CNBC, NBCSN, the Olympic Channel, the Golf Channel, Telemundo, and through the Peacock streaming service, which I do not have. How confusing was it? According to IndieWire.com, they reported that the search function for the word Tokyo on the Peacock Roku app came up with the Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, which wasn't even the best Fast and Furious movie in the entire series. In other words, if you were looking for something specific out of your Olympic coverage, you needed a compass, a dividing rod, and a remote control with lots of fresh batteries because finding anything took real effort. And I'm simply not that patient. Now, I should point out that the Olympics are an international sporting event, and sometimes some of those other athletes were doing some pretty remarkable stuff without having to be an American. American television should cover that stuff on occasion. Otherwise, what's the point of giving us eight places to watch everything if we can't actually watch anything? These are all valid points, of course, especially since next time NBC gets to sabotage their own coverage will be six months from now when they'll be televising the Winter Olympic Games in Beijing. In other words, with ratings being at an all-time low, maybe there's time to figure out how their audiences actually watch stuff on TV. Because I would find that a user-friendly experience would be a wonderful change of pace. But hey, another My Yappin' Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. A lot of fancy gas grills out there, but the New York Times' top two picks, both Weber gas grills. They're built right, priced right. Don't get fancy, just get a Weber. The best deal in gas grills right now is at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic.
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 615 and uh, Queen on Rock 102. Get ready for some hot stuff. Uh, we got a, a heat wave rolling in here mm, probably on Wednesday. Tomorrow's going to be kind of warm, 87. Today, only 82, cloudy and showers. Uh, but by Wednesday, we're up into the 90s and staying there until the weekend. It is a very muggy 70 right now in downtown Springfield. Scott Cohen coming up uh, next hour. Believe it or not, Patriots preseason football begins this week. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I'm not ready for that. Uh, get ready for it. It's all, uh, and it's only three weeks, mm-hmm. which is good. It's like uh, you know one week less, and so mm. we'll be talking about it on uh, just after 7 o'clock today. So um, I uh, ended up going away over the weekend, or going away, staying virtually outside the whole time. Uh to a place that mm, doesn't really have a big population of its own, but gets a lot more people uh, on a daily basis, particularly in the summer. I went to uh, Block Island out there off of uh, uh, the coast there. What's that? Rhode Island? Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Rhode Island. I also, by the way, found the perfect way to socially distance. And? If you start throwing up. And don't stop for an extended period of time. An amazing amount of space gets created around you mm. so that no one else uh, gets in your private area. Ferry ride? Yeah. See, now, yeah. I, if you had asked me, hey, uh, you've taken the ferry to Block Island, uh, any suggestions? I would have said take a Dramamine the size of a hubcap, but you didn't ask me, so I, I took share a, that with you. I took a ferry back in June uh, for my mom's 80th birthday on Long Island, and almost exactly the same length of, uh, of time, scheduled length of time right. uh, to get there, and I didn't have any problems on that one. No yeah, problems at all. You're dealing with a with a different waterway, with a, with a different uh, flow of water, and surf. Yeah, there's a lot more surf yeah. going to Block Island. It's a it's rougher water. Yeah, it it was it was rough, all right. So I didn't take Dramamine, and you puked. And I thought, you know, they they said it was scheduled for 55 minutes. That's how long it took for the traditional ferry as opposed to the high-speed one. And uh, we took the uh, took the regular ferry just because, you know, figured it's an hour. It's two hours to get to the ferry, an hour to get to the island. And it costs more to do the high-speed. And it, and it costs more, but but also just, you know, being nice, enjoyable ride. Sit outside, again, you know, being outside. And uh, that's, uh, that's where you want to be if you're – if. The second best place I would say would be in the bathroom, but um, once I realized I wasn't going to be able to not throw up, yeah, I couldn't move. I mean, be- between the movement of the of the surf and the boat, and just the, I know that if I try to move, I will become a walking chocolate fountain. So I'm not going to leave this spot. Wait a minute. You were expecting stuff to come out the other side too? No, no, no. I, I Chocolate Fountain was a little bit uh, not as accurate of a description. Uh, I would have been a golden fountain. Um, <sighs> so You know, when I was a kid, uh, we went to Block Island, and I was like, 
You know that scene in Stand By Me, the, the puke-a-rama? Mm, not really. All right. Well, there's a scene where everybody throws up. And this mm. is not, uh, yeah, I know this isn't, isn't great breakfast conversation, but I got to tell you, I was the only one, me and the other, the one of the Portuguese kid in my, uh, in my uh, Boy Scout troop, we had no problem. We were the only mm. two people that didn't throw up. Well, you're but seafaring re- folk, the Portuguese. Well, we are, actually. Yeah. We're very nautical yeah. and buoyant. But uh, even those that went into the bathroom mm. were not able to use the bathroom because it had been destroyed by some previous user. I, uh, I, I would have thought that um, any mode of transportation that provides uh, some type of a device because of the possibility of people having motion sickness, that device would be... Uh, created of a material mm. that would stand the test of time. So if you're going to have barf bags, I I assume that that meant the uh, the material that the bag is made of is is durable. Um, it turns out probably def- depending on how long you're sick for and the uh, uh, volume of that sickness. Yes, uh, that bag can and did give way uh, from the bottom. I don't know if you are aware of this, but there have not been great developments in barf bag technology in the last 20, 30 years. You know, I thought that about toilet paper, but uh, it comes to find out that, you know, it's softer, there's more per roll. So I would have thought that there would be changes, uh, updates to the technology of the barf bag. These are gross assumptions, much like what to do with the ticket insurance. Yeah. The, the the whole thing was a gross uh, assumption, but when the bag burst in the wind, and you're wearing tan khakis, oh yeah, uh, not to mention the bursting was half the issue. The other half was it blowing out of my hands, and then uh, into somebody else. I uh, well, I don't know where it went after it went around a corner. Uh, probably more than likely it did, but, uh, God, I have not been sick like that. I, I don't ever remember being sick like that. Well, do you remember, this goes back a long, long time. We, uh, we took a bunch of our best advertisers to a trip to the Bahamas Mm -hmm. and there was a booze cruise Mm -hmm. and, uh, you, Unlike anybody else on the booze crews who are having the time of their lives getting plowed on the deck, uh, you were lying down completely being antisocial because you couldn't handle the motion of the ocean. I didn't feel well, but I didn't lose it. No, but yeah. you're, but those were also uh, smoother waters yeah. than what you're yeah. talking about heading to Block Island. I mean, when when things get churned up there, these these are not simple waterways. I mean, it, it yeah. takes it takes someone with little sea legs to get through that trip. Even even uh, as uh, you've heard the story on the Mike Belize trip through Aruba of how I had way too much to drink, uh, that also did not involve any motion sickness. It didn't it didn't involve any any uh, 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 expounding of any type. Um, but this one, Whew, man, I'll tell you what. And one little slice of cold pizza that they served on the boat was all I had to eat for lunch. Yep. 
before we left. And the amount of time that that took to bring back was uh, an extended period. You would have thought I had an entire party-sized pizza. Was it all, uh, I mean, God, I can't believe I'm asking this. Was it mostly uh, solids or liquids? Um, well, it was it was a combination. A combination. Yeah, oh yeah. And yeah. did it did it uh, did you continue to vomit? Oh yeah. All right. Yeah, so yeah. there were there were it's probably a, you probably hacked up a, like a cheeseburger you ate in 1978. I probably uh, hacked up body parts. Mm. Didn't you once say that you were on a a long stretch where you hadn't vomited since yeah, 1978? Uh, I believe it was 74 <laughs> since uh, the last time I did. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Now the record starts again. It's 624 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. Hot, fresh, delicious food. That's what's one of the things you're... It's 628 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. You just said a few minutes ago the NFL season starts this weekend. No, I didn't. I said the preseason. The preseason, that's what I meant. Yeah. 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 The Patriots are playing on Thursday. That's right. Oh, yeah. this is too soon. It's not really too soon. I mean, it's, uh, it's by that soon. point, it'll be almost mid-April. and uh, Mid-August. Mid-August, um, and there you go. Uh, yeah, which is not when uh, football should be getting played. Well, it it's, does, uh, and again. I don't know why this is a surprise to you every single year. Well, it you always think pan- happens in August. You think a pandemic might have changed a little bit. They would have said, you know, that whole delay of last season was not a bad idea. Maybe we should plan on that this time. Yeah, except all these stadiums have other uses, and it, it takes planning. It's not as simple as just making a decision, and that's it. Mm. You get broadcast contracts to consider. There's a lot going on there. August football. I won't watch. I will not watch until at least uh, September 1st. And that'll be what? Already uh, week two, probably? Probably. Patriots will already be out of it. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Buccaneers will already be on their way to the Super Bowl. Stop it. Let's laugh. Tell me. Tell me what's fun. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Joke of the day brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Get three years complimentary maintenance at Gary Rome Hyundai, Whiting Farms Road in Holyoke, and that's no joke. Oh, my God. That is Hilarious. Springfield's classic rock. Uh, let's see. According to what's written here, an old lady tottered into a lawyer's office. Tottered? Yes, that's, uh, that's what it says. Tottered. And asked for help in arranging a divorce. And the uh, unbelieving lawyer said, a divorce? Uh, madam, if you don't mind me asking, uh, how old are you? And she said, well, I'm 84 years old. And he goes, 84? How old's your husband? She says, well, he's 87. The lawyer goes, oh, my goodness, how, how long have you been married? And she, was, she said, well, next September, it'll be 62 years. 62 years. It's a lot of years. Imagine that. 62 years. Why would you want a divorce now? The lawyer asks. She goes, eh, because enough is enough. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure I don't what, know that what that means, means. <laughs> but it sure does seem kind of funny that she tottered. <laughs> Booyah! It's uh, 635 of Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. It is uh, time for news, and here's John O'Brien. Thanks, Bax. Uh, The Enfield police have a double homicide on their hands from last night, and they have made an arrest in connection with it. It happened on Alden Avenue. About 630 last evening, Enfield police were called out to a home for a well-being check. 
A person reported hearing a disturbance inside one of the units of a multifamily home. When officers got there, they found two victims inside. The man, identified as 63-year-old James Samuel Bell, was pronounced dead on the scene. A female, identified as 72-year-old Mary Rose Reich, or Reich, was transported to Bay State Medical Center, where she later died. Uh, police are leading or working to find out the cause of the deaths. They have taken 22-year-old Harley Swoles, who was inside the home, uh, into custody. She was arrested on the scene. Now, she's the subject of a prior incident that led to a full protective order. So they're not saying, I'm sorry, they are saying, so she's being charged with the violation of the protective order, not with murder yet. Bond was set at $2 million, which is a little high for a protective order violation, so more charges, I'm guessing, are coming uh, soon. Enfield's police chief says that the work inside the unit will entail a great deal of crime scene processing and forensics-type work, as all homicides do. He expects the police would remain on the scene into today. Connecticut State Police called out there as well. There is uh, no threat to the public which obviously means that they believe they have uh, their suspect. I think when they, uh, how much was it, a million dollars? Two. Two? Million. Yeah, yeah, I think that's uh, pretty yeah. indicative of what they're thinking. And the violation of the protective order, my guess is uh, for the victims. Um, so obviously we'll find out more as uh, time goes on, but a double homicide last night in Enfield. Um, demolition of a crumbling warehouse on Park Street across from MGM Springfield has been halted unexpectedly. The city vowed to file a court action to make it continue. In addition, the city's collector's office confirmed the property has delinquent taxes totaling about $57,000 as of Friday, dating back to fiscal 2020. Tax payments were last received for this place June 25th of 2019. The city's second associate solicitor confirmed the demolition ceased, but the cause of the holdup was not immediately known. Scaffolding and fencing remain on the site, but information is not available as to when the work ceased. Uh, they expect to have a motion lodged in housing court, if not today, soon. Uh, the four-story warehouse has been vacant for 40 years. The city reached an agreement with the property owner in 2020 to demolish the building, described by an inspection report as having extensive damage and deterioration, broken structural elements that present falling hazard, hazards on all sides. How much is the uh, pandemic playing to this guy's inability to pay his taxes? Uh, don't know. Officials announced in February this year that demolition was near. Uh, in fact, a contracting group began interior demolition work back in April. Uh, at the, at that time, they said it would be done in six to seven weeks. Uh, there are some design issues being worked out and then the demolition will start again. Now, uh, if you've seen this building, I mean, there, there's not even any windows in it. It's all just, it's all just, uh, open looking. However, it does share a wall with, uh, the caring health center on main street. So the initial work was to involve hand demolition of the first column bay between the buildings to create a 12-foot gap prior to the full demolition of the warehouse. I don't know how long 
Park Street is. I know it it connects Main Street to uh, to uh, to Maple, I believe, or uh, yeah, to Maple. Uh huh. We talked about these loft apartments that are on that street, and I don't believe this building is that far away from them. Mm. The I mean, these were beautiful loft apartments, and whenever I had you know driven by there or had seen them, I always thought, huh. How easy do you think it is to fill a beautiful loft apartment when you have a blighted building right next door? Well, you know, if you're one of them uh, forward thinkers, you you might think to yourself, boy, I bet when that building gets demolished, especially with MGM now being uh, right across the street, they're going to put something really nice in here. And I'm sure the landlord is saying, oh, yeah, no, those are scheduled to come down, but yet then they don't. Mm -hmm. Then you wonder, well... Do I want to move into uh, those lofts just yet? I did to me. It was like, uh, you know, it's like a, I don't know. It's like a quality of life issue. I mean, I don't want to live that close to a blighted building. But again, if you think that it's going to be uh, renovated and reused in the near future, when the renovation happens, the cost, the rents on those apartments are going to go way up. You're mm-hmm. getting in on the, on the, uh, on the best time. I suppose. In fact, you could probably sell it once the building comes down and whatever gets built there gets built. Sure, but then I'm basing my purchase of the loft on a lot of spostas. Yeah. You know, and I yeah. Don't, you know, when it comes to real estate, I'm not so sure I uh, I jump at that chance right away. Maybe I maybe I wait until that building comes down before I see what kind of occupancy there may be. I, I don't get uh, how long it takes for Google Earth to catch up. Um, cause I wanted to see what this building looked like. I wanted to see what park street looked like and, and where these apartments are. And now I've got an idea, even though Google earth still has it's not updated bare ground where MGM is going. <laughs> they don't even have MGM started yet. Actually, if I'm not mistaken, even Google street view really still has the hole in the ground. Oh man. But I mean, it's been. In fairness, it's probably been six months since I've been on uh, the street view of of that part of downtown. Mm. But uh, but nevertheless, it's not uh, it's not updated all that often. Well, it seems as though it's going to be a little bit longer before they tear that down. Speaking of uh, taking old things and making uh, new apartments in them, the twenty nine point nine million dollar renovation of Mill Eight, that is the clock tower building depicted on the town seal of Ludlow, will begin early next year at the Ludlow Mills Complex on State Street. Wind development will transform the 230,000-square-foot Mill 8 building into 95 mixed-income apartments for adults 55 and older and a, a center for supportive health care services. Uh, the uh, wind development and property owner West Mass Area Development announced the Massachusetts Department of Housing and Community Development has awarded new tax credits and subsidies the project already makes use of state and federal historic preservation tax credits. I think these are the guys who made uh, Iron Duke move. Um, that's a good question. Probably, I, I thought it. I thought it was, or maybe it was. Uh, maybe it was the previous seller to Wind Development. Yeah, but uh, property owner West Mass will retain forty-eight thousand square feet of the first floor commercial tenants. Uh, we have an opportunity to partner up with them, said West Mass President. In a statement, they said it was West Mass Elder Care that will create a 5,000-square-foot 
Adult Day Health Center, also inside Mill 8, for the building that will provide uh, on-site enhanced supportive services to residents, including nurse visits, a service coordinator, uh, healthy living programming, and transportation to the nearby senior center. Not to focus on housing here for a minute, mm. but you know, looking at the uh, the picture on Mass Live of this building, it's not so much unlike the old Stanholm Products building in East Hampton, mm. which then became uh, the Eastworks building. And some of the the loft apartments they put in in that building are astounding. I mean, they're really very very cool. This is the same kind of building, which it's kind of the same. Setup when they're talking about mixed income. I mean, what are they really talking about? Uh, people who make different amounts of money. I think. No, I understand that, but like, I mean, are, are these are, will there be low income uh, uh, apartments and higher income I apartments? Don't know. What, what, what's their definition there? It doesn't sound like it. Market rate apartments will lease for between fourteen hundred and fifty dollars to fifteen hundred and seventy-five dollars a month for a one bedroom. A two-bedroom will lease for seventeen fifty to nineteen fifty. Christ, you know, it's been a long time since I lived in an apartment and paid a rent. Yeah. But a one-bedroom apartment, the low-end price of the one-bedroom apartment is higher than my mortgage on a four-bedroom house, a three-bedroom house. Yeah, but I keep forgetting about that one I never talk about. Right, but you 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 uh, finance that house years ago well no i refinanced it just a few years ago but nevertheless the housing housing prices today yeah. even for apartments is greatly inflated so that's incredible yeah i mean it it, it, it has its ramifications and so yeah mm -hmm. you're i mean that is a lot to spend for a one-bedroom apartment but <laughs> yeah. if you're looking around at small apartments right now they're a little overpriced They'll because be they can be There'll be 43 units restricted for tenants making less than 60% of the area's median income, which is $51,240 for a four-person household. Rents for those units will range from $860 to $895 for a one-bedroom one and $957 to $992 for a two-bedroom. But you're probably getting substantially larger, nicer space in the $1,700-a-month version. Um, I don't know about for a family of four, if that's what they're basing the income on. There will be 12 units available at less than 30% of the area's median income. So, yeah, this will be, um, what you refer to it as? Not just the mixed income, but the, the it, low um, end. Yeah, I mean. 12 units available for 30% of the median income, which is $25,000 a year for a four-person household. That is... That is low income. Um, That's low income, but I mean, there are plenty of places that uh, that house people making far less than that. And I just wonder if that's, you know, again, if it's a thousand dollars a month for one of those apartments, you just wonder, okay, well, who can afford to be in there? What kind of, you know, economic you know, divide are you looking to create in that building? You see the uh, the picture that they have here of one of the apartments in Mill Ten um, residences in the apartment. This, so this is Mill 8 we're talking about, but Mill 10 was already done back in 2015. It's pretty nice. And uh, it's very nice. 
Really very nice. Um, I, not to not to you know, to get real specific here, but I like uh, that exposed brick thing. Yeah, I'm not uh, a fan of that. Oh, I like that. But, I like the I like that, and I also like uh, wood ceilings. I like the openness. They, they you know they didn't they didn't break this all down and put up walls and turn it into smaller rooms. It's yeah. pretty wide open. Real estate snobs call that open concept. No, oh, is that what they? It basically say? means I don't have enough uh, conceptualization. To attach walls, or we just re- or we ran out of drywall. Yeah, well, that's 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 that your was, biggest. Problem that was right a there. thing for a while yeah. too. The Red Cross is helping at least four people after uh, fire damaged their two-family home in Turner's Falls. The deputy police chief told Twenty Two News, "Everyone inside the home on Fifty Five Park Street was able to get out. No one was taken to the hospital. Crews were called to the home about two forty p.m. Sunday. Roughly ten departments responded and were able to knock the fire down." Uh, in about an hour, the street remained closed for a few hours to make sure it would not restart. Uh, they attribute the quick actions of the first crew that arrived, preventing the fire from completely destroying the home. However, there is significant fire and smoke damage on the second floor, and I would imagine water damage to go along with it. Fire crews also had the heat to contend with while getting the flames under control, but no firefighters were injured or taken to the hospital. I think it's hot now. Well, later this week. You know, I'm, none of it. I've uh, I've seen nothing. Uh, I'm just a, a, like a news search, and I saw nothing. We were um, heading towards Vermont on Saturday morning, mm. and on 91 South, like around uh, you know exit nine, like around the uh, the hospital, there was a rollover accident, and yeah, I mean traffic was backed up for miles. But I never heard any information about what happened on that one. Did did, did you hear anything about no. that? No. But I also, uh, a few weeks ago, I forget where I was coming home from, uh, I saw what looked like a horrible accident, rollover accident off of uh, an exit on 991 in Enfield. And that, that if it wasn't a fatal, I was kind of surprised. And I never heard a thing about that either. So I don't, I don't think they talk about 991 anymore. Um, it's a pretty big, uh, heavily traveled thoroughfare. Yeah, I think they've decided, you know what, let's just ignore it. Yeah, I don't know about that. We don't that. really need to talk about well, 91. I, I don't know. I mean, who uses it? Where, everybody. Where, where, where's it go? I believe everybody uses it. Where's it even go? What's it What's it even needed for? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a Google news search and nothing. Yeah. Like, how do, how do you have a car on its roof on a major interstate highway? And no one reports on it. Mm. How is that not news? When would, you have local news organizations that don't have the opportunity to do, hey, I give twenty two credit. They uh, at six o'clock at five thirty, the double homicide in Enfield that happened at six thirty last night. Not necessarily breaking news, but they put the breaking news banner on it. Uh, they didn't have it on anything but a scroll at the bottom of the screen. Right by six o'clock. They had video from the scene that was obviously shot last night. And names. Uh, yeah, and the names. Yeah, Western Mass News. The Western Mass News video I was watching on my phone was from 11 o'clock last night. They might have names now as well, but uh, 22, I think 22 went there themselves instead of waiting for their sister's station from New Haven to come up. <laughs> You know, that, I don't know. I mean, that trip to Enfield on ninety-one. It's a whole lot easier for them folks be, in uh, New Haven to get up yeah, here than it is for uh, us to go down there. The uh, Rock one hundred two Pioneer Valley forecast: We're looking at uh, some clouds and maybe some showers today too, and a high of eighty-two. 
tomorrow it starts to warm up, partly cloudy with a high of 87. By Wednesday, we're into a full-fledged heat wave that could last to the weekend. Right now in downtown Springfield, it is 70 degrees at Rock 102. 2020. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 659. And the Rolling Stones on Rock 102. Cloudy showers today. High of 82. Tomorrow, partly cloudy going up to 87. A heat wave starting on Wednesday. It is a very muggy 70 in downtown Springfield. Hey, uh, real quick. If you miss any part of the Bax and O'Brien show, you can always check out the daily podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or on BaxandO'Brien.com. It's all brought to you by Gary Thomas of the Wealth Technology Group. And Baxi's musical podcast this week, my guest Jerry Harrison of the Talking Heads. So that's all available on BaxandO'Brien.com. That guy's cool. Jerry Harrison is actually very, very cool. So, uh, and, and in fact, you'll be touring for the first time in 20 years. I was being sarcastic. I thought Jerry Harrison was a female. No, you're thinking of Jerry Hall. Jerry Harrison. No, no, no. You're thinking of the guy who used to host the uh, Let's Make a Deal. No, no, no. That's Monty Hall. You're, no, you're thinking of the guy who walks all the way to Boston pushing a shopping no, carriage. No, no, no. That's Monty Belmonte. You're thinking of the uh, the company that makes canned fruit. <laughs> no, no, no. That's Del Monte. You're, you're thinking of uh, the company that makes computers. No, no, no. That's just Dell. <laughs> <laughs> 701 to Rock 102. The ba- and now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? A lot of you youngsters may not remember this, but there was once a time where the Boston Red Sox were an underachieving franchise filled with a rich history of disappointment, broken promises, and unfulfilled expectations. At the time, many of us figured the team was cursed, that they were thrown into some whammy for trading our all-time greatest player in Babe Ruth to the Yankees for cash so that our scumbag owner at the time could pay for the theatrical production of some piece-of-crap musical that Red Sox fans were never going to see. Eventually, you were proven wrong when the Red Sox won three World Series over a 10-year span. Nevertheless, what you are seeing this year is very reminiscent of the sort of teams that I remember as a young man myself. You recall a few weeks ago, the Red Sox were the were leading the division by two games, the second best record in baseball and the very best record in the American League. Today, the Red Sox have tumbled four games out of first place, winning only two games out of their during a 10-game road trip and five out of the last 17. In fact, uh, the best game they've played was June 27th when that game against Toronto was postponed by rain. Since then, they've played up like straight-up garbage, and tomorrow night they host Tampa, who now leads the division by four games, the result of which could result in one of the greatest late-season collapses the Red Sox have faced since 2011 when the Sox blew a nine-game lead and then missed the playoffs. Remember that one? Boy, I sure do. I also remember all the other years where virtually the same thing happened over and over again. Yes, there's technically time to turn things around this season, and Chris Sale is slated to come back this weekend. J.D. Martinez back after coming off the COVID injured list. I suppose there are some reasons to be slightly optimistic, but this is still a team that banged out eight losses over the last 10 games. I don't find that to be particularly encouraging. However, as a Red Sox fan, I have certainly been through this sort of thing before, and it certainly hasn't been pleasant. So it's time to... So it might be time to turn out the rally caps and hope to God this stretch of human suffering comes to a close. 
But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Pull up Rocky's August sales flyer in your phone or computer. It's loaded with bargains like the four-buck tool sale or the DeWalt $100 deals. Every month, there's a new Rocky's flyer jam-packed with savings, and you'll find it at your fingertips at Rockies.com. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 715 and Twisted Sister on Rock 102. Chance of uh, showers today, otherwise uh, just cloudy, and a high in the, uh, of now around 80. Tomorrow, 87, and then a heat wave starts on Wednesday. Uh, on the phones right now to talk about sports, it's uh, Scott Cohen. Good morning, Scotty. How are you? Hey, good, guys. How you doing? On uh, the phone? Why aren't you in the studio? Because, man, I'm in Chicago. What's the matter with you? Any You're guys, in Chicago. Social media? You're in Chicago. No, I don't do social media. What are you doing in Chicago? Um, well, I, a lot of pe- a lot of people, uh, uh, baseball fans, do stuff like this. Just decided over the summer at a game at Fenway Park to try to make an effort to go to every single major league baseball uh, park in the country. So uh, when you do that, you've kind of got to knock out a few um, uh, at a time. So uh, flew to Chicago, saw the White Sox play uh, last Thursday night in, in their, their park against the Royals. Uh, the next afternoon, we saw the White Sox and Cubs at Wrigley Field. And then yesterday, um, took uh, a train up to Milwaukee and saw the Brewers play uh, the San Francisco Giants. So knocked out uh, three games in three different parks in four days. So we're sitting here checking checking the, the parks off the list one by one. I think any time you can avoid watching the Red Sox uh, <laughs> right now <laughs> is probably a pretty good idea. You are living large. And, hey, they just yeah. opened the border to Canada today, so when are you going to Toronto? Well, that's uh, – that's, yeah, geez, that's uh, – that, that one's going to be an outlier, man. You can't – although you, I, I suppose you could go – what uh, Ontario and uh, and Detroit are with each other. So, th- John, thanks for the yeah. thanks for the heads up on that. May have to do the Tigers and and the Blue Jays one of these days. Yeah, there you go. But um, but hey, back to the Sox. Yeah, the, I, one of the funniest things I saw on Facebook over the uh, over the weekend was a buddy who said that, that I've got a news flash that the Red Sox are moving to the Philippines and they're going to rename the team the Manila Folders. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> I like that. Manila folders. Um, listen, I, I, since that postponed game in Toronto a while back, uh, they have just been stinking up the place. Yeah. They can't yeah. they can't catch a break, they can't catch a win. I mean, you know, they you know, they they trade for a guy, he's already got a groin injury. You know, Chris Sale is supposed to come back this weekend. I suppose yep. you can look at that as as a positive, but yeah, by the time he comes back, it's mid-August, and you're running out of time to try to catch up after you've now fallen four games out of first place. All right, so this uh, this is one of these. Uh, we're we're in one of these classic uh, Red Sox fan uh, situations right now. It's like, look, they've they've lost nine of eleven. So right now, I mean, they stink. They're they're awful. And you know, and we've seen this kind of stuff before, and and it happens to teams over you know 162 game seasons. You go through stretches like this, but unfortunately, it's happening. You know, at the at the worst possible time, they were they were in first place what two weeks ago. They're four games out now. Um, they got today off to just kind of gather themselves, 
but they're still, you know, they're still right there. They're, they're still um, leading, I guess, the wild card uh, race right now. So, you know, all's not lost, but whatever it is that, that they're not doing, they need to turn it around in a hurry because it, this thing this thing could get away from them, but it has not gotten away from them yet. Well, but all, mo- like but, I said, all but, teams go through this. But most Red Sox fans would believe that if on – August 9th you are uh, you are ahead in the wild card standings by only a game that all yeah. that two two things can happen one you become a wild card team or you don't and i would think a lot yeah. of red sox fans are looking at this as getting uh we're not going to go there we're not we're not well, back to- <laughs> we're we're going to take a swan dive off the postseason yeah yeah, I you know they're like right right now if you know if you want to look at um I mean it, because of the situation that they've put themselves in um every game is huge uh off day today and then then now they're back home now where they where they they kill it at Fenway Park and they've got they've got the um uh, uh the Tampa Rays coming in the team that's ahead of them in the standings. Right. So it's a a three game series which is just absolutely monstrous now. And uh, they're four out. And, you know, listen, the Yankees are six and a half back. And they were, you know, they were uh, uh, dead and buried uh, three weeks ago. So not only do the Sox have to worry about the team in front of them now, they've also got to worry about New York, uh, you know, freaking nipping at their heels. So biggest three games of the season coming up Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And the, but the good thing is they're home, so they play well there. The uh, the Olympics ended yesterday, and one of the things that people are, are taking uh, out of this is how difficult it was for television viewers to find the events they wanted uh, because NBC created this very very complicated way of of uh, of uh, of streaming and it made it made people yep. very frustrated and as a result it was one of the worst rated Olympics in history. So you used to fancy yourself to be some sort of television broadcaster. In in your view. Did NBC make a mistake doing it this way? And is there still time to correct things for the Winter Games in Beijing? Well, obviously they're going to learn from uh, from what they they did wrong. I think you know you know you guys have heard that old saying that like if everything is important, nothing is important. So a, a couple Never of things. That. One, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's the least surprising headline of the day. Um, is that on uh, social media? <laughs> <laughs> The time, the time difference was was really critical because you know, and, and uh, John just used the word social media. We we find out things just like instantaneously now. So when you find out that the U.S. women's you know gymnastics team, one of one of the most popular teams that that people just love to watch on TV, when you find out at eight thirty in the morning that they've won the gold medal. And then when you sit there and you know look at uh, at sports headlines all day long, and then you find out like minute details of how they won the gold medal. By the time eight o'clock rolls around for for prime time, it's like you know I, this is I don't I already know what's going on. I'm I'm going to watch the Red Sox game instead. And getting back to the television part of it, backs uh, the you know when everything's uh, important, nothing is. They just tried to bang around with too many different sports to showcase them. And while some will sit there and say that, hey, that's, you know, that made it more interesting, it's like, no, I want to see track and field. I want to see gymnastics. I want to see basketball. I don't want to see uh, street 
uh, uh, skateboarding and all these other cra- and badminton and all these other Minton. crazy sports that it's it was you know it's like I don't want to see that. Um, I don't have enough time in my day to concentrate on this stuff. I want to see the other stuff, and I, I think the network made a big mistake trying to be everything to everyone. You know that it's bad minton? I never knew, in 61 years, I never knew yeah. that. It's bad right. minton. Right, and I was I was watching on, on a Saturday morning uh, at, here at the hotel that I'm at, and I was like, what sport is this? I, I didn't even know what it was. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. it's just like you, you, can't, you can't do that. Just stick to the basics and do hey. the basics well, and, and I think that, that'll work out better for them. In 2024, breakdancing is going to be an Olympic sport. Well, breakdancing, and, and it's, it, like I said, street, street, uh, skateboarding it's like come on i know like no that that's a hard no on this stuff we don't well, care i we don't care about that i kind of thought that uh break dancing was kind of passe 20 yeah, years I ago know. like yeah. we, or maybe yeah, longer yeah. than that will you wear will they wear leg warmers <laughs> i mean honestly well you, hey, you, you guys know man everything old is new again so it's it's the 80s all over again uh, of the break dancing comes I, back I, up. I guess so you know, there's social media saying uh, this week is the start of Patriots preseason. They're going to take on uh, Washington, your uh, your favorite team on Thursday night. Uh, yep. Bill Belichick is saying right now Cam Newton is a starter, but uh, you know Mac Jones is. It looks like you know he's the real deal too. So that's actually not a bad position to be in. And you would look at what they've done the off season. This has been a pretty positive off season for the Patriots. It totally has, and you know, obviously, the big uh, are the big story, and the one where everyone is, you know, keeping their eye on is the quarterback situation. Can, you know, look, Cam Newton is still a top flight NFL quarterback. Um, you know, uh, you know, uh, rumors of his demise have been greatly exaggerated. The Pats are in a great uh, position with the two of them. You know, you're. I don't think you're going to find uh, Mac Jones replacing uh, Cam Newton because Cam Newton isn't performing well enough. What's probably going to happen? sooner as opposed to later is cam newton's going to get hurt and and that's when jones is going to get his first opportunity but you're right they're they're in a great spot um and they're they're in a very uh enviable spot right now they've got two that kid is going to be a very very good nfl quarterback that sounds very familiar the starting quarterback getting hurt and a new guy stepping in and taking over yeah, and creating John, a, a right. dynasty. Exactly. <laughs> believe it's happened on every great team well, in the NFL history. Nevertheless. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm worried nope. about how often I'm going to accidentally call him Mac Davis. I, I'm, I am worried about it. <laughs> I'm worried about when he starts to suck that I'll start calling him Rusty Jones. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah he's best but you get god you guys are on your game today no, well, this no, is what no, happens no. when you're not in chicago <laughs> yeah that's very true yeah. okay listen go page go patriots keep winning it all starts thursday night all right we'll talk to you next week it's uh 726 right, with scott cohen a rock 102 it's 730 with Bax and o'brien a rock 102 a little bit later on this morning we'll have tickets to the uh, home show which is coming back to uh the biggie fairgrounds uh August 20th through the 22nd. We'll give you more details about that. And also tickets to the uh, live music for Lorraine's to help uh, Lorraine's Soup Kitchen. That's going to be at the Knights of Columbus on the 28th of August. So tickets for that coming up today, too. I uh, you know, mentioned to, to Scott that the uh, Canadian border is opening up today. Um, he could go and uh, watch the Toronto Blue Jays. But the weird thing is, they just reported this a little while ago on the Today Show. 
Canada is opening up the border to Americans to come in. But the U.S. is not opening the border and allowing Canadians to come in. But nevertheless, Americans can go into Canada, spend a few days there, and then come back. So if we're not going to allow Canadians in because we're having a surge, how are we not also taking the same measurements against Americans who might go there and then come back again? Well, if you remember our last trip to Canada, there is a, a different standard on going into the country as there is to going out of the country. We had a much harder time going into Canada than we did having come yeah. from Canada to the United States. And now it's the other way around. Now it's the other way around. It's going to be easier to go to Canada than it is to come back. And uh, and, and then uh, I saw a headline this morning again of another um, uh, conservative radio talk show host who has uh, gotten COVID and died after spending months on the air talking about how bad the vaccine was and how he wasn't going to get it. It's, uh, you know, it's just, I don't, I don't get it. Some of these people, you know, they, they, they're separating the vaccine hesitant from the people who can't get the vaccine. They want the vaccine, but they can't get it. Either they can't get time off or they're worried about side effects and, and then not being able to take sick time because they got low paying jobs that don't allow for it. But you know, for the people who just continue to insist that the that the vaccine is bad for you, you know, it's not uh, it's not surprising when you see someone catches COVID and the worst happens. We got news coming up next. A rock. Seven thirty seven with Bax and O'Brien. A rock one hundred two. It's time for news. Brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. All month, receive forty percent off installation windows, doors, and Yankee Home signature one day bath system. Always use the keyword Rock one hundred two. Filling in for Steve Nagel today is John O'Brien. Thanks, Bax. A double homicide in Enfield last night has already resulted in an arrest. It happened on Alden Avenue. About 6.30 last night, Enfield police were called out to the house for a well-being check. A person reported hearing a disturbance inside a unit from a multifamily home. When officers got there, they found two victims inside that unit. A man later identified as 63-year-old James Samuel Bell was pronounced dead on the scene. A female identified as 72-year-old Mary Rose Reich Reich was uh, transported to Bay State Medical Center in Springfield, where she later died. Police are working to figure out what caused their deaths or what was the cause of death, that is. Obviously homicide, but they're not saying the manner. Uh, Police found 22-year-old Harley Swoles in the home as well. She was arrested on the scene. She was the subject of a prior incident that led to a full protective order. She's been charged with violation of the protective order, and bond was set at $2 million. um, Didn't I say last hour that she had been charged with murder? Uh, The police chief in Enfield said the work inside the unit. No, that's true. You're right. Yeah, last hour you said it was just about, that was just... Yeah. The only thing that was public was the protective order. And but that- a $2 million bond would lead you to believe it's probably going to happen. Probably, but um, that's it's uh, it's a little too premature in the day to, to, to project that. The uh, Enfield police chief said their work will continue into today. The Connecticut State Police are aiding in the investigation, and the police say there is no threat to the public, which also usually means that... Uh, Everything is contained. 
Um, New York Governor Cuomo's top aide, Melissa DeRosa, has resigned on a Sunday night, just days after a report described how she retaliated against one of Cuomo's sexual harassment accusers. In the statement last night, she said the last two years have been emotionally and mentally trying. It has been the greatest honor of my life to serve the people of New York for the last 10 years. Uh, blah, 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 blah. A state attorney general report last week corroborating sexual harassment accusations against Cuomo and exposing cracks in the governor's inner circle of advisors of which this woman was one. Yeah, but he made that statement where he was so contrite and apologetic. That is true, and I bought every word of it. Throughout the attorney general's report, DeRosa is mentioned 187 times, almost as much as Cuomo himself. She's portrayed as a constant force taking part in an alleged effort to discredit one of the accusers, lining up women and elected officials to defend Cuomo, and even confronting and chastising the governor about his behavior at one point. Uh, the report describes how DeRosa asked a former lawyer to the governor for the full file of former aide Lindsey Bolin, who last December tweeted that the governor was one of the biggest abusers of all time. After getting Bolin's personnel record, Cuomo aides then sent the file, including internal complaints, to several reporters in violation of laws prohibiting retaliation. She was, uh, she was, uh, it's interesting to see now, they're not saying whether she no longer believes the governor's uh, story or if she's just decided that, uh, you know what, my role in this, uh, I have to resign for. Or because uh, she may have been complicit in some of this abuse and made it worse. And now she's feeling like I have to get out of this before it gets worse for me. Or she's also providing officials with uh, more information on the governor. And now she knows she can't keep working there anymore because she just might be an informant. It's uh, funny, though. You know, you know, a year ago, you know, Cuomo was on the air with his brother nearly every single day. Mm -hmm. and, and, every, and all these people are saying, oh, my gosh, Andrew Cuomo would make such a, a wonderful president. He's. He's it's such leadership, and then yeah. you hear, then you hear all this, all this nonsense, and you realize, okay, maybe yeah. not so much. We don't really want a president who isn't respectful of women. Oh wait, forgot. Um, yeah, he was also, and and that's the thing for what we were commending him for last year. Part of the accusations uh, against him are that he that he hid deaths. In uh, in nursing homes, mm -hmm. in in the numbers of uh, people who died from COVID, so you know this isn't all just about sexual uh, harassment or sexual um, no, but it's discrimination. A, it's a good deal of it. Yeah, it makes it a whole oh, yeah. hell of a lot worse. Not to mention those nipple rings, which you know, listen, if you want to wear nipple rings, that's fine. I, I would probably wear like a a shirt that doesn't emphasize. Yeah. Or, uh, my nipple rings or an undershirt under the shirt that will emphasize the nipple rings. If you don't have an undershirt, that would have on. made a great deal of sense, but yeah. a form fitting golf shirt, mm. you know, uh, you know, s solid color, just gonna, it's just gonna show the imprint of yeah. whatever the hell you got underneath there. Unless you could say those are hooks. I have hooks on my chest. Uh, birth defect. A birth defect sure. of, hooks of hooks in your nipples. Yeah, I mean, really? I've, I've never oh, oh, really? heard of that. You never saw the the uh, telethons 
For for children I born have, with I nipple have, hooks? No, I have never seen a telethon, a telethon for that uh-huh. purpose. Oh, hundreds of them every year. It's a shame. Horrible. Show me pictures because I don't believe you. They don't allow them. Uh, St. Vincent's Hospital in Worcester has hired 100 permanent nurses to replace roles vacated by nurses who continue to strike with the Massachusetts Nurse Association. Scab, 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 scab. nurses? Yep. Scab nurses. And permanent nurses to replace those that are that are striking. In a news release Sunday, the hospital said most of the hired nurses are already serving, while three dozen remaining nurses are at various stages of the hiring process. Like my uh, my niece just graduated from nursing school, and uh, you know she's in in the midst of a hiring process, and I don't know if that's the way. Uh, some people would want to start their careers. For others, you know, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, look, we need nurses right now. The hospitals are overloaded with with COVID patients and and other people, and we do need nurses. And and I understand that that's probably for those nurses who feel they're not being paid know, properly. But- this is the perfect time to have a protest and a, and a strike. But for those who support organized labor, they see something like this and they realize, okay, I got scabbed nurses, you know, sifting through my hair, but through, through my through my, my health care. I'm not so sure I want to uh, deal with uh, people who aren't in full support of the union. Well, then how about you put that tube in your own n- nose and hook yourself up to a ventilator by yourself? I know whenever I've been uh, in the hospital, I have always asked around to uh, to see everyone's union card. Yeah, well. And to make sure that everybody is up on their dues. Well, to me, yeah. I don't want your greasy little... Uh, medical scab hands inside of my body cavities. The uh, facility staffs more than 200 nurses, even as it has faced a months-long strike. Uh, Sunday's announcement followed the Worcester Hospital's last, best, and final offer to the nurses after more than a- 150 days of striking. Hospital officials say the uh, had planned strike. The nurse had planned the strike line social events through the end of the year indicating they have minimal interest or intention to end the strike. The hospital says its only response could be hire as many nurses as possible to provide access to core services, particularly as COVID cases increase and cold weather starts to arrive. These new nurses are joining numerous others who have served at our hospital for many years and are truly truly focused on patient care, said the hospital CEO. The nurses' union last week called the hospital's offer an unsatisfactory ultimatum the union noted it was offered two days after hospital officials declined to work with a federal mediator. So, kind of, kind of sounds like the hospital thinks they're in the driver's seat, which I suppose they are. Hell if you can find two hundred replacement nurses, then I guess you're the one calling the shots. Yeah, but do you remember the, the film uh, Norma Ray, where uh, Sally Field organized uh, organized her union? The owners of that company thought they had the upper hand, too. And then, boom, all of a sudden, they strike and unionize, and then uh, then they really get their comeuppance. And then Elton John writes a beautiful song about her. No, that's Norma Jean. Hmm? That's Goodbye, Norma Jean. That's uh, written about Marilyn Monroe, not about Sally Field. Oh. Yeah. Well, I know it wasn't written about Sally Field. Well, I it, thought it was written about... Uh, 
Norma Norma no, Jean. Uh, Norma Ray. Norma uh, Ray. And that uh, that movie came out after Goodbye Norma Jean. Was her name her last name Ray, or was that a first name together? I think there was a first and middle name together. Do we know what her last name was? I do not recall from the film. It Jes- was years ago. Jesuits, I believe it was. I don't believe she was of that uh, Catholic order. No, no, that just happened to be her last name. It was weird. I don't. I honestly don't. I, I don't. I don't even remember the movie. I never saw the movie. Uh, oh, you got a problem with uh, Sally Field films? Well, there's that too. Uh, Doctor Anthony Fauci on Sunday said more Americans must protect themselves with the vaccine, or else the deadly vaccine could develop yet another variant. Even more problematic than the highly contagious Delta strain that is sparking new ca- uh, cases and waves of hospitalizations. Yeah, the other thing, to- too, that uh, I'm trying to follow because I'm in this group is um, them talking about whether the immunocompromised are going to need a booster, especially if you're six months out, especially if you got the uh, Moderna or the Johnson & Johnson one. Uh, but either way, you know, the people that are immune compromised may be in a position where, man, this, this could be, uh, worse for them, but I don't, I don't know if the, if the immune compromised are among the people that they say, if you're vaccinated, even this variant will protect you from either being dead or hospitalized. Mm. I I don't, I don't know if the immune compromised are included. I'm not really sure, but I mean, if you're. If you are immune compromised and vaccinated, you certainly have a better chance oh, yeah. than if you are immune comp- compromised and not vaccinated. You're basically putting yourself out there to be infected, and it ain't going to be pretty. Fauci noted that it's fortunate that Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson and Johnson vaccines are extremely effective against the variant. But if you get the virus, give the virus a chance to continue to change. We're leading to a vulnerability that we could get a worse variant, and that variant could evade the protection of the vaccine. You see, uh, we rarely, as people, um, see science unfold in real time. Mm-hmm. You know, usually science happens in a lab. You don't hear about it until there's a major discovery. But you know, now everyone's kind of hanging on what science does and unless of course you're among those people who don't believe in science right but and and because you know science is complicated for some people it's very hard to understand but what you're saying is absolutely correct if if uh if you don't get vaccinated um you run the risk of new strains of of the covid uh of covid you know mutating into something much worse and then all of a sudden we are no further along than we were be, you know, than any other time in this whole thing. So mm-hmm. unless everybody takes vaccinations seriously and and participates in the, in the the continued rollout of these vaccinations, you're all, always going to have the threat of something worse coming around related to COVID. I mean, sure. COVID's been around for forever, thousand years, for, forever, yeah. I mean, and it's just. Yeah. It's now mutated into something that's uh, you know, deadly and hard to contain, and now we have something to fight it. It's all the only thing we have to really uh, try to put this thing to rest. But if not everybody is on board, then you're just going to have more mutations of of this virus. Yep. 
I, I already know all that. I catch on to this stuff really quick. No, I'm know, good but- at this stuff. People are always saying to me, how do you know so much about this? And I say, well, I have an uncle who was a professor once at a college. Yes. So you've got that's- a be- and you've got a beautiful brain. Yes, exactly. Well, and I'm good with words. Again, this is this is why people are, are so confused because we just don't, we don't ever see science work out this way. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, until you've ever seen it, it's like hard to... It's hard to fully grasp it. Why so many of us uh, didn't do all that well in like chemistry and physics and in high school, or the most basic of science classes in second grade or fourth grade. Right, but back then, you know, all you were learning about was weather and the planets. Well, I was doing some experimenting at home. Uh, the Rock 102 Pioneer Valley forecast: cloudy today with a chance of showers and a high of 82. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, warming up to 87. With a heat wave possibly starting on Wednesday that could go into the weekend. Right now in downtown Springfield, it is 70 degrees at Rock 102. How does a career sound building the top? Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 758 and ZZ Top on Rock 102. It showed uh, on the Today Show a few minutes ago this uh, guy. He's actually a third baseman pitching uh, for the Rangers yesterday. Brock Holt used to play with the Red Sox. Slowest pitch ever, 34 miles an hour. It was like that. Uh, it was like he got three outs with one pitch. It was like that uh, Bugs Bunny pitch one, where they had two, three, three strikes, strikes, you're out. out. <laughs> right? Two, three strikes, you're out. And all three batters were standing behind each other yeah. in one line for a single pitch. 34 mile an hour lob. <laughs> hey, uh, the uh, home show is coming back to the Big E Fairgrounds, the original Western Mass Home and Garden Show, coming to the Big E on August 20th through the 22nd. Uh, always a, a, a great turnout, the home show. For special discount coupon offers, go to westernmasshomeshow.com. Happen to have a four-pack of tickets right now to the 10th caller at 293-1021. Good luck to you. That's it. All right. It's uh, just about 8 o'clock on Rock 102. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 812 and Journey on Rock 102. Oh, let's see. I'm going to check again on the uh, Weather Channel website and see what they're talking about for showers. Because, you know, these shower predictions over the last few weeks, or most of July, that is, uh, could change from one hour to the next. It would be like, all right, three hours from now, there's a 70% chance of rain. And then an hour later, it's like, well, two hours from now, it's a 5% chance of rain. So who the hell knows? Yeah, I'm telling you, it's not an exact science. And all those people that, that uh, you know believe that this is like uh, typical of like New England that you know only in New England can you stay. Uh, can you say you know you like the weather? Wait a minute, and it changes. Yeah. You have any idea how many other places in America say the same exact thing? Well, like nearly all of them. All these places like New England where you've got this kind of humidity in the summer, the the showers can come and go. I mean, they pop up out of nowhere and they disappear just as quickly. We're not. We're not even. We're not even above 50% at any time during the day today. The highest we'll be at is 41%, and that'll be at 4 o'clock this afternoon. Mm. So it may or may not happen uh, wherever you are. You know, uh, I was reading an article yesterday, and I I thought I had it here, but then I had to change everything when things changed. Um, And I forgot where I saw it. So I'm not sure whether it was a, a, a a state story or a national story. But it's kind of interesting if if you think about, like, the first time holidays were ever created. You know, the first ever Thanksgiving, the uh, the first ever Christmas, the the first ever um, 
even things like Veterans Day mm-hmm. or 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 stuff like that, Memorial Day. Okay, so so we decided somehow at some point that at the end of May we were going to have something called Memorial Day, and that was going to be about veterans. Um, there is now talk about a a second Memorial Day for all of the people that we lost to COVID. Millions of people have died uh, around the world. Hundreds of thousands have died in this country. More, they said, than the wars. The the two world wars, the Vietnam War, I think they said even the revolution, maybe not the revolutionary war, I don't remember that, but but definitely more than the than the world wars mm-hmm. and Vietnam or Korea. And and it is kind of interesting. I mean, those were events that occurred over years. You know, I mean, it, it wasn't a single event, it wasn't a 9/11. It was uh, it was a long time for those deaths to occur and you and you wonder what does justify a national holiday? Because other than Martin Luther King Day, I can't think of a single holiday that was devised during our lifetimes. A national holiday. Um, a national holiday. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I, I don't. I don't think it. I think yeah. all of them existed before us. Uh, I think you, you might be right on that one. I mean, I, you know, the thing is, even even the, the Martin Luther King holiday. It took years uh-huh. before it became a federal holiday, and it was and it was slowly state holidays before and, eventually it became the big one. And in Massachusetts, you know, we've got a bunch of state holidays that you know other other uh, states just simply don't observe. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, which I don't understand. I mean, everyone loves a good three day weekend. I mean, well, <laughs> getting a Monday off is fantastic. We might be there again because now I've just I found the article. It is Massachusetts that is advocating for a national holiday. We've already got, uh, who is it here? Elizabeth Warren, Ed Markey, and uh, another state representative, Martin Heinrich, all introduced the resolution to establish a Remembrance Day, uh, and and a House version is being backed by all nine Massachusetts representatives. At least 165 mayors and lawmakers in towns and cities across three dozen states are on board with their own local resolutions. So this could this could happen that way too. Massachusetts could have it first, but we've got 16 or 165 mayors and lawmakers in towns and cities in three dozen states. So that's 36 states. That's that's a majority of the country. So I wouldn't be surprised if we uh, if we uh, end up with this thing. Is this um is this the worst US pandemic we've had? Since 1918. Since 1918. Yeah. Okay, but prior to that, I mean, you had everything from... All right, so that was the Spanish flu one, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, By the way, uh, I, didn't, I didn't mean to overlook anything. Somebody just reminded me about Juneteenth. Uh, you're right. You're I right. I forgot about That's that. That's absolutely right. Yeah. But you could also you know, make the case that um, you know, we haven't put together a specific day to memorialize those that have died of uh, of AIDS, because now you're talking about you know twenty five to thirty five million people. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Would you maybe do that before you went ahead and uh, talked about COVID? Because that's a pandemic too. Um, 
I don't know. It, cer- it, it certainly has killed more people than uh, the coronavirus. Well, but are you combining uh, AIDS and HIV? Yeah. See, now that's that's kind of a little bit different because we're only talking COVID-19 for a Memorial Day for COVID victims. Yeah, I'm just, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's not, you know, that's not appropriate to, uh, to memorialize people who have died with COVID. I'm just saying that it would also be appropriate to look at some of the other pandemics of the world of which it's, you know, it, HIV and, uh, and AIDS has killed, you know, 35 million people. I mean, I, you know, to me, that's, that's just, uh, that's that is also a very significant uh, thing to perhaps memorialize uh, people in the way it's completely changed our society ever since the 80s. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one. That. Um, that's what I would think. One woman described the months-long lobbying by traumatized volunteers, advocates, and supporters as a nationwide effort to honor loved ones, their struggling families, and the disproportionate impact to communities of color. If backed by Congress, the Memorial Day will mark a recognition that goes beyond staggering statistics on death and economic strife while confronting ongoing debate over masks, vaccines, and whether COVID is even real. Um, A part of establishing this day is saying this happened. This is not a hoax, said someone who recently was on Capitol Hill talking with other uh, representatives, including Richie Neal. the acknowledgement of the unprecedented toll represents a fundamental step in addressing the crisis and ensuring similar pandemics don't arise in the future. Yeah, but there's nothing. There is nothing here that's mentioned about uh, other diseases that took millions of, of lives. The uh, and we've and we've had our we've had our share of them. Yeah, but you know, I mean, I I also look at this thinking in terms of all right. Well, let's look at the holidays that we do have, you know, I'm talking about like the Memorial days, the veterans days, you know, you're memorializing specific groups of people, those who have defended our country. And then you're also, uh, memorializing specific people, for example, Martin Luther King, but we don't have a national holiday for nine 11. No. And, uh, we don't necessarily have a national holiday for Vietnam. Well, I mean, uh, you know, again, that's part of Memorial Day. No, I get and it. Veterans Day. I, I get it, but you know, there we don't have a, we don't have a separate day for any war. There's no World War One Day, no got, World War Two Day. We got Bunker Hill Day. Uh, well, that was just because of uh, the uh, Archie and Edith. Living no, that's place. actually has nothing to do with it. Yeah. We do have specific holidays in different states. For different in different ba- states. For different yes. battles, right. for different uh, historical events. But as far as national holidays, we haven't, uh, it hasn't spread uh, all no. across the country. No. But I think, you know, th- th- you could make the case for any number of of things that have that have happened. I mean, I think Juneteenth, uh, you know, is, uh, I-, I think is appropriate. Martin Luther King is appropriate. But there are other things that you could go through in history and say, why aren't we doing more for that? Mm-hmm. You know, why aren't we celebrating aren't or, we, uh, or you know, remembering this? Why aren't we uh, creating a national holiday for the Mayflower Marathon? I mean, we've been doing that for almost twenty over twenty six well, years. It's not a national event. No, I mean a state holiday. A state holiday. 
please. I mean, you think the people in Boston are going to want to take a Monday and Tuesday off because of something that's going oh, on yeah. in Springfield? Oh, hell yeah, they will. For a, for a week that's already going to have Thursday and Friday off? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's why they've got the, their Bunker Hill Day off. Yeah. Or Evacuation Day. Sons of bitches. I'm telling you. There's a lot of holidays out there. I mean, I'm all good with extra you know, three-day weekends. I mean, I love that stuff. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I realize that... You know, there's some seriousness and gravitas that has to be associated with that three-day weekend, but it's still a three-day weekend. Either way, no you matter like how that. you slice it, yeah. and I, I'm all, I approve all of them. Mm-hmm. I, I'd like more of them. I would too. I, I, I remember when we were taking our Fridays off for a couple of years. I oh do. my God, that was <laughs> how could I forget so that? Wonderful. Yeah. And, and on a holiday weekend, that's a four-day weekend. Mm-hmm. Terrific. Yeah. Great stuff. Bastards. It's just about eight twenty-three in Rock One Hundred Two. You like stuff for free? I love stuff for free. It's 825 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. I want to know how come I didn't get invited on something. Uh, There was a big article in Mass Live yesterday uh, by Patrick Johnson, one of the business writers, about how uh, the DEA, and and it's not a bad idea. I think this this is a pretty good idea. The DEA put a program together for the media. And it said that it was being done in big cities, but yet somebody from the Republican was able to do it. I've done this before, back when I was working as a, as a part-time police officer. It's the shoot-don't-shoot shoot scenarios uh, on a simulator so that, at the very least, you get the media mm-hmm. to understand what it's like to make a life-or-death split-second decision. Didn't they have that a few years ago? It's like a virtual reality thing. Yeah. It was like in a travel trailer yeah. in a parking lot somewhere. And I think that's what this might be as well. Uh, and if it's not actually in a trailer somewhere, they, they bring it around the country. And uh, he was saying, you know, he, he got a newer appreciation, a new appreciation of exactly what it is that, you know, for all the times, every time a police officer has to shoot somebody, right. the, the public, sometimes with the help of the media, gets all jumping to conclusions and uh, deciding in a moment of, of, of uh, what's the word I'm looking for when you look back on something, uh, uh, a moment uh, of um, uh, retrospection. Yeah. Yeah. In a moment of retrospection, you can, you can say to yourself, well, he did this wrong or he did that wrong. But when you're in it real time, you just, then you say to yourself, oh, okay, now I get it. I think I did one of those for a drunk driving thing, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't do all that great, even though I was sober. Yeah. So that, so I was in there for like uh, 20, 25 minutes and mm-hmm. you know, had enough, and then I went home and got drunk. Well, uh, Patrick Johnson, I had it here. Hang on a second. I, no, I had it. Um, Patrick Johnson had said that uh, one of the things they taught him in this, which is actually very interesting, is that- um, let's see here. Police fatal shooting reports for, first of all, for, for shootings by the police, for those who think it's all minorities, victims, uh, 46% were white, 24% were black, 26% were Latino. Um, the question is never could the officer have done something different the question is, was the shooting reasonable? That's that's the thing that mm. they're trying to show. And studies show that the average time to raise a gun and fire is 0.26 seconds. The average time for a police officer 
to raise his gun is 1.92 seconds. That's why I did a, you know, when I was in the academy or, you know, at home, you do a lot of that in front of the, in front of the mirror thing. You know, quick draw McGraw. Yeah. That kind of, you ever that did kind that, of stuff. Uh, are you looking at me type of thing? No, no, I never had to go quite that far. Yeah, that's too bad. But the other, you know, I mean, there are safety devices that police officers have that have to be disengaged in order to get that gun out of the holster. And you've got to be able to do it quickly. Obviously, Patrick Johnson shot a guy six times. I'm a, a, a virtual reality guy. Oh, no, no. It was, that's how he got the job at the Republican. No kidding. <laughs> hey, Rock 102 is bringing you New England Patriot football all season long. Thursday, this Thursday, the Patriots kick off their preseason with a tune-up against Washington. The live Country Hyundai pregame show begins at 4.30 with kickoff scheduled for 7.30. Join Bob Soshi and Scott Zolak as they bring you all the play-by-play action. The Patriots play here on Rock 102. 8.34. We're Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news. Filling in for Steve Nagel today is John O'Brien. Thanks, Bax. Enfield police have cl- uh, arrested a woman uh, from town in connection with a double homicide that happened last night. In a press release, Police Chief Alaric Fox said that 22-year-old Harley Swoles of Booth Road was arrested around 6.30 last evening at the Alden Avenue scene of where police responded to a call for a well-being check on the residents. Uh, Chief Fox said responding officers discovered the body of a male victim identified as 63-year-old Samuel Bell uh, dead on the scene and a severely beaten female victim, Mary Rose Ryich, 72 years old, was transported to Bay State where she later died of her injuries. Swoles was found in the Alden Avenue home where the victims were and placed under arrest when police discovered she had violated a restraining order placed on her in a previous incident at that address. She has not been charged yet with the homicides of those victims. Police also not explaining the relationship between the arrested woman and the victims. They sealed off the area for several hours as they gathered evidence last night and neighbors were interviewed. Swoles will be arraigned later this morning in Enfield District Court. Uh, let's see here. Six Massachusetts communities are now considered high risk for COVID transmission and a majority of the state is now at a substantial risk. Only Hampshire County is listed in a CDC's, uh, moderate level of transmission. The rest of the state is described as either substantial or high risk with, uh, Berkshire, Hamden, Bristol, Suffolk, Dukes, and Nantucket at the highest risk level based on rising totals. The increased statewide risk comes as the Delta variant continues to see new cases spike. So we're, we're among, uh, we're among the high ones, not a good place no, to be. No. So, you know, I mean, I, 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 I try to carry a mask with me just in case, mm-hmm. but I'm also at the point where I'm not even sure what case that would be where I put it on. Well, any anytime you're indoors with other people who may or may not be vaccinated, may not be vaccinated. Anytime you're out in public in indoors, out in public, right? That's uh, that's when you put it on grocery store, church, library, um, any one of those. <laughs> why, why would I be at any of those places? Why would you be in the library? Yeah. Reading a newspaper on a stick. Yeah, I don't see myself trying to it. save a quarter. 
Could be in any of those places. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I actually read a newspaper in person. <laughs> let, let alone, let well, alone on a stick. stick. Yeah. yeah, it could happen. Uh, let's see here. Okay. Uh, the designation means residents in 13 of the 14 counties across the Commonwealth are urged to wear masks indoors regardless of your vaccination status. A week ago, only Barnstable and Bristol counties were high risk. The rest of us were at substantial risk. Now, we're at high risk. You know, the other thing is, and I don't hear a lot of people talking about it, but to me, it just should be you know common sense. So, you know, so last week, I was out Monday and Tuesday because... It was, you know, wind up being a cold and a combination of seasonal allergies. Uh-huh. But, you know, I don't want to take the risk that I was going to be one of those, you know, small percentile uh, folk that, you know, it breaks through. Mm-hmm. So I got a test. I got a COVID test. And it wasn't a big deal. I was able to do it at a, at a, at a CVS. Insurance took care of it. Nothing came out of my pocket. Boom. And then, you know, found out, you know, later in the day, I'm negative. I'm good. There's a lot of stuff going on, like summer colds and stuff. Yeah, I, I, there's lots of people that just kind of think, oh, that's, I'm sure it's not COVID. I'm sure I'm fine. In this day and age, I'm not even sure you want to take the risk of coming down with something, infecting others, even if it's a cold at yeah. this point. I mean, all of our immune systems are kind of shot from wearing the mask. We could catch anything. So do yourself a favor. At the very least, get tested if you're even remotely thinking that you might have been exposed. It's totally worth doing, and it takes 15 seconds out of your day. What do you mean your insurance covered it? You still have to show proof of insurance. For the test? Yeah. Oh, okay. Not for the vaccine. The vac- So, in other words, the vaccine is free, but the test is not? No, nothing is free. Well, if it's free if you're not paying for it. Yeah, the government sh- paid for all the vaccines. The insurance companies are not paying for the vaccines, but the sh- government did. Yes, but s- someone is getting paid. It's not coming out of your pocket. Right. I mean, okay. That's what I mean. I just, I didn't remember even, I don't remember if I had, no, I don't. I still had to show my insurance card. Mind. I had to show my insurance card when I got vaccinated. I had to show my insurance card when I got tested twice. So yeah. I know I had to show my there. license. I don't remember if I had to. I don't remember. It was two years ago. <laughs> And now, nevertheless, this never, two years ago. nevertheless, it, uh, it it ain't going to run you anything, and it's totally worth doing. Or you could be uh, coughing from something completely different. Uh, thick smoke held down winds and temperatures began to clear Sunday from the scenic forest lands of Northern California. Uh, Northern California. California. Thank you. Uh, where the firefighters are battling the largest single wildfire in state history. Uh, the winds are expected to reach the ferocious speeds that helped the Dixie fire explode in size last week. There were nonetheless concerns for firefighters working in unprecedented conditions to protect thousands of threatened homes and buildings, also in a heat wave. Unpre- There's no precedent, baby. On the other hand, did you see the fires in Greece? Uh, yes, I did. that. Yeah, you know, they're but I've talking seen, about. I've seen a grease fire before. Oh yeah, but this is a grease fire that's a lot worse. They're not. They're not dropping baking powder on the country. Well, I don't sure that uh, that really is all that effective. It's better just to put the lid on it. But they were uh, they were showing it last night on the news. People getting on ferries 
to get the hell off the island. That's how bad. You couldn't handle a ferry ride to Block Island. Uh, yeah, I'd be like, you know what? Uh, I got a garden hose. Excuse me. I got a bucket. I'll, I'll take my chances yeah, here. I, I, can, I know what's going to happen on that ferry. I don't know what's going to happen here at my you, house. I can see you leaving a Grecian ferry and puking up spanakopita uh, all over the place. I don't even know what any of that meant. It's it's spinach pie, and it's delicious. Uh, I would probably throw up from that without the ferry. No, you wouldn't. It is delicious. The names of Confederate leaders are being stripped from schools and major highways throughout Virginia. But when it comes to the many side streets in the state that carry the names, that's a different story. In Northern Virginia, a county commissioner identified scores of streets named for members of the Confederacy, often obscure and forgotten. Names like Lawton, Bullock, and Van Dorn. The county is letting each street come forward to petition for a name change if it chooses. So far, none has. In a neighboring county, though, the board is poised to change the names on nearly a dozen side streets, even though the homeowners are not asking for the change. You know, I mean, unless these, unless the history of this area is uh, taught in a fashion that anyone who sees those names knows who they're associated to, I grew up and my mother still lives on a street named after someone. I don't have anybody. I don't have any idea who that person's name was. Right. I, I don't know what they did or how they how they rated a street to be named after themselves. I believe it was a developer who uh, who created the neighborhood. But I don't even know that for sure. Does it really matter? I mean, I get the I get the schools and I get the major highways, but the side streets. I grew up on a uh, on a street called Peck Street. Peck, Peck, mm-hmm. Peck was uh, one of the founding fathers of the uh, the town of Rehoboth. Okay, but of course, I don't necessarily put that out there because you know there's there is a slightly inappropriate uh, play on words you could make with those who live on. Peck Street, like what? Um, you know, like a like a Boston, someone from Boston we called a Bostonian, uh, someone from uh, Greece who we called Grecian. Uh, you know, there's there's like a name for people who live in a certain place, and uh, when, sadly, those of us on Peck Street had to endure something quite embarrassing. Pecksters? No. Nope. Uh, Peckians? No. Nope. Uh, uh, Peckmeisters? Nope. Uh, uh, Listen, we can we can stand here all day, and even if you catch it, I'm not going to acknowledge that that's what we were called. All right. Well, I mean, I know it's not peckers, but it, it must have been something. <clears throat> that's weird, right? Uh, Canada is lifting its prohibition on Americans crossing the border to shop, vacation, or visit, but the U.S. is not doing the same thing. The reopening today is. Uh, Part of a bumpy return to normalcy from COVID travel bans, the border has been closed to non-essential travel since March of 2020 to try to slow the spread of the virus. The U.S. says they will extend their closure from Canadians making non-essential trips until at least August 21st. This also applies to the Mexican border, although obviously we're letting millions of people in there for the last several months. But none of them damn Canadians. 
Those people are being kept out. Let's think about what the Canadians have done to this society. Yeah. They've given us Loverboy. Ann uh, Murray. Ann Murray. And others. And that's it. The lopsided rules on one of the world's longest and busiest land borders is unsurprisingly being met with cheers and jeers. Yeah, it is a little weird. I mean, I, I, we talked about this earlier. If Americans are allowed into Canada and then allowed to come back again, they're as likely to be infected as allowing Canadians to come into the U.S. I, I don't, or or less, they're as less likely to yeah. be because I believe Canada has a higher population of vaccinated people than we do. They probably do, and they've yeah. also had. I mean, you know, they're um, they had like an like a like a very severe and strict uh, fee structure. You know, mm-hmm. for those who are violating, you know, protocols, you know, people who, you know, weren't distancing or weren't wearing a mask. I mean, I, I, I heard an interview with some guy from Canada who was getting, you know, getting a fine of $750 for being, you know, out, you know, out and about without a mask. Out in the boot. Out in the boot. Yeah. Down boot, the, down boot. the, down the road. Yeah. Uh, out in the boot. Out in the boot. And, uh, he said, listen, I, I. I'm working for a very important organization. I need to. I need to be oot in a boot mm-hmm. yeah. with my mask. And uh, you know, seven hundred and fifty dollars. That's what, like six bucks in American money. I don't. Whoop. I think the exchange rates are a little bit more favorable than that. Hey, all I know is that when I went to a Canadian casino, I was down before I even got to the first slot machine. <laughs> I think I was like down twenty bucks. Listen, if you've if you've got to run a uh, a conversion calendar in your, uh-huh. in your hand while you're gambling in yeah. Montreal, while you try to decide whether to hit or stay. It's Wait not, a minute, let me look at my uh, calendar, my conversion chart. And you're looking for the, like the the French pronunciations of those two words. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chicago police say a 29-year-old female police officer died, and a second one is seriously wounded after an exchange of gunfight. During a traffic stop, police say the shooting that resulted in the death of 29-year-old officer Ella French happened late Saturday. The officers pulled over a vehicle carrying two males and a female, and one of them opened fire. One of the men opened fire. The uh, officers returned fire. One of the male suspects was also wounded. Uh, French is the first female officer shot on the job in Chicago in 33 years. Uh, they say the other officer is in critical condition, and all three suspects are in custody. Uh, boy, I wish I had one of them little kicker stories, but... Uh, Make one up. Uh, in Palo Alto, California... Now, uh, now you are making that up. A ma- yeah, a man was found uh, naked inside of a car trunk uh, of a vehicle being driven by a woman who... I, I that's as far as I can. I don't know. You've exhausted your creativity. <laughs> yeah, that's, You're down to the last that's, that's, remaining that's, that's, uh, remaining this, droplets. This is the this is the drips of the washcloth after you've squeezed everything out of it. That's pathetic. I know, but you know what? Twenty six years of this crap. The Rock 102 Pioneer Valley forecast: chance of showers today with a high uh, somewhere in the near eighty, and then tomorrow up to eighty seven. Wednesday starts a heat wave that could last into the weekend, possibly even through the weekend. And right now in downtown Springfield, it's 75 degrees at Rock 102. You're...
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 856 and Tom Petty on Rock 102. You know, I'm uh, in that uh, little trip to uh, Block Island over the weekend. It just um, makes you think. You know, you, you stand there. I mean, they, they do still have the old things. They've got uh, a couple of lighthouses. Um, but even even most of the coastline, I, I didn't realize this. There's only one town on that island. It, it's three miles wide, seven miles long. There's a 1,000 people that live there year-round. There's 130 students between K and 12th grade, which gives you a graduation class of about six. Um, but the idea of, uh, you know, not just discovering it, but then saying it's one town. There's a single town. It's the smallest town in the smallest state in the country. And someone somewhere came ashore of that place and said, right here, let's, let's build a town right here. Well, what about anywhere else on the, no, 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 no. Just, just right here. This is it. But uh, but people have been going there forever to get away from the rest of the state. Yeah, to, well, to, to get away from like the because you know in, in certain areas of Rhode Island it's very densely populated. Mm-hmm. Providence, Pawtucket, you know Cranston, you know all those areas very very densely populated. You go to you know Block Island, it's like there's nothing there. It's kind of the the appeal of the place. Uh, yeah, I can, I can see that, but it just, it makes you wonder, you know, I mean, we're standing there waiting to get, uh, the non puking ferry home and, uh, you know, we're, we're watching them load up all kinds of produce and stuff onto a truck that's obviously going to deliver it to the places that sell produce, which are not that many, you know, and you're, I assume it must come in on the ferry. Because there's no, I didn't see any freighters no. uh, pulling in. It's all, it's all on the ferry. But uh, yeah, just the idea of, uh, you know, and we saw like one lumber truck uh, that was driving down the road. It, there's no lumber yards. There's no lumber marts. There's Every, no Home Depot. Everything on Block Island, like literally everything, has got to be brought in. Yeah. From, you know, the mainland. Yeah. It's, it's it's a it's a crazy way to live, but I mean I know people who do live there you know year round and they lo- and they would have it no uh, other way. I don't know. I I I wanted to see the suicide rate. Uh, it's probably worse <laughs> in the cities rather rather than Block <laughs> Island. Hey, uh, if you missed any part of the Baxter O'Brien show, check out the Baxter O'Brien Daily Podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also uh, check out uh, Baxter's musical podcast this week. Uh, Jerry Harrison from the Talking Heads. Pretty interesting conversation. And again, all available on BaxandO'Brien.com. Brought to you by Gary Thomas of the Wealth Technology Group and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock.